0: what's going on people welcome to the big dudes in the trenches i am doug and over and I here i am tuck congratulations tug you remembered your name yes! that's a big step for you <laughs>
1: yeah it's, it's the first time in a long time
0: <laughs> so gotta get this out of the way bug's not here yeah also this is like two days late Happened.
1: Look, um, I'm I'm going to take the fall on this one because I could not sleep Thursday morning, um, which is when I got off work and we were setting up for the show. And oh, my God, Doug could hear it in my voice. I was dying, like just trying to stay awake.
0: Yeah, that was a thing. And then last night, I almost literally died with tornado warnings and... It was pretty crazy. The power was in and out, so we just decided let's push this Saturday. It's gonna be way safer. And we can have some combine results too, because we're talking about some draft
1: prospects today. And uh shoe daddy, uh just to let you know, Bug's unable to be here tonight. He's busy with the family. The this is again my fault for delaying us the first time. Um yeah, <laughs> I'll take the fall on that.
0: Yeah, if this were two days ago, we would definitely have Bug. Have Bug. But it is not two days ago. It is today as the time we record this. Logic. And,
1: yeah. And before we jump on in, Doug, I'm going to say thank you for setting it up this way. I'm finally looking at combine stats, combine results. I'm looking at players that I haven't seen, I haven't heard about. It's getting me back into the draft process, which I was absolutely terrible with last year. Uh, so hopefully And I, so I'm, far
0: this year. So uh, we're but getting, I'm getting better.
1: That, yeah, but you're hearing me talk about it now and it's getting a lot better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is, we're getting there. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with this. Uh, The way we're going to do this, so we didn't want to talk about um, just like in general prospect ranking type stuff. You get that with almost every show. I don't know if that's exactly the most interesting way to do this. Why don't we talk about this from college perspective in a way. Let's just look at conferences, you know, by conference, uh, and talk about each of the prospects coming out of there, kind of what they did in college, what Tuck's looking for them in the NFL here. Um we can talk about some of the combine results. We don't have everything just yet. Obviously offensive line and running backs are tomorrow. So we still have some things to to learn about these guys. But it's gonna be <laughs>
1: plenty of good information there's definitely been some eye openers here some some good late round gems i'm starting to see in there yeah yeah so let's get
0: started with the offensive side of the ball and kind of an alphabetical order uh which means we're starting with alabama because all right be-
1: before we dive in on it. in we have a request <laughs> to talk about bryce young shoes i don't quite know where this is coming from but uh what are you tracking on Bryce Young's shoes? I don't care. Personally, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. I just, you know. Uh, you
0: know. Shoes are what they are. Also, he is 5'10", uh, and he weighed in at 204 pounds, which is kind of crazy. We definitely did not expect that over 200-pound Bryce Young. I highly doubt he plays at over 200 pounds, though. Let's be real.
1: Well, when you add in the equipment weight. That's not how that works,
0: but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But being over 200 pounds at the combine probably got him solidified as number one overall pick. Let's be real. I don't think there was, I don't think that was really going to happen if he came in below 190. Just because of the durability concern, but if he came in a respectable weight for his height, I know he's five ten, but still two hundred that you can you can work with that.
1: Well, and, and historically, no quarterback has been drafted in the first round weighing in below one ninety four. So you're right; this was absolutely huge for him getting over that two hundred mark. Um, I just wish we I wish he had partaken in the in the. Uh, In the combine, like, I wish he had done the workouts and we could see how adding that weight has affected him, how it affected his speed, stuff like that. I think
0: that's exactly why he didn't do that. Just going to say that. (laughs) And we will see him throw at his pro day, but we didn't get to see him throw here, which would have been incredible because it's done alphabetically, right? So he would have been in the same group as CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, and we would have seen three of the first round potential guys go head to head to head.
1: I'm really confused why he even showed up to the Combine, if he didn't even take part of the throwing drills. (laughs) Well, the interviews and the measurables. (laughs) There's a
0: lot that happens at the Combine, dude. I
1: know. It's just, it's funny to see that. Terrible, terrible.
0: Uh, So Jameer Gibbs goes tomorrow for the workouts, but we do have at least a generalized height weight for him. Uh, 5'11", 200. He is widely considered to be the second best running back in his class he definitely showed it at Alabama probably was their leading I think he was their leading receiver last year as running back one so Bryce Young both didn't have a whole lot of help and still made Alabama's offense look mostly like Alabama's offense yeah so the combination of Bryce Young Jameer Gibbs there was pretty phenomenal and then Cameron Latu is a guy that you said you'd never heard of before. I,
1: I haven't. Um, I'll be. I was. I'm looking at his name. I'm looking at his picture, and I still don't know who this dude is. Um, probably I'm, a day three guy. But I was going to say I. I'm he was pretty looking, productive. I'm looking at his stuff here. He didn't again another Alabama prospect that didn't partake in any combine drills. But they're still projecting his athletics to be the eighth in the tight end class, which is pretty good. That's the type of projection that you're looking to look for a day three guy of let's see what we can actually do with him yeah
0: and i don't know a whole lot about the offensive lineman just yet as far as like how they're going to measure out uh i like emil Echior jr tyler steen is kind of uh you can say mid udfa oh okay in, in my opinion i think potential udfa is the draft equivalent of mid fair (laughs) draft talk equivalent of he's he's pretty mid but
1: uh that's all i got for alabama's
0: offense yeah something else
1: it's tough when four of the five guys have actually all five of the guys have nothing we can really analyze with their combine workouts uh so it's true that's true (laughs) no i i guess before we move on i should say
0: bryce young is small he is legitimately the best quarterback in this
1: class, but he's not Kyler Murray small though either. He we do not have the questions with Bryce Young of can he see over the offensive line.
0: He's what is he like an inch taller than Kyler Murray? I
1: thought and Kyler Murray measured twenty it. pounds I... lighter.
0: Kyler Murray's thicker with three C's, dude. Kyler Murray's a unit. Bryce Young is tiny. Bryce Young is the Devontae Smith of quarterbacks, and not just because they both went to Alabama. I'm saying they are puny and look terrifying to watch them play football because they're so
1: small. No, apparently that's fair. I thought (laughs) Kyler Murray was smaller than that. So Bryce Young is literally equivalent to Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah, uh, except lighter and probably actually on game day weighs something closer to 190. And it's just it can be pretty scary. At the same time, he's so good at moving around in the pocket, he really doesn't get hit that often. And you could say it is a real concern for a lot of high-profile schools, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. You have to question, are the offensive lines they're going to be behind in the NFL actually any better than the offensive lines they had in college compared to the talent levels on the defensive lines they're facing? Probably not, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to... You have to be able to scramble. Bryce Young has that ability. You have to be able to work outside the pocket. You have to be able to throw on the run. Bryce Young probably has the best combination of those skills of any quarterback in this class. I don't really see anyone that's close in terms of playmaking, pure playmaking ability. Passing ability, we can have some conversations. Pure playmaking ability, Bryce Young is on a different level. And I don't think it's real question that he should be the number one overall pick and the number one quarterback.
1: I do have some comments on that, but I'll save them for next week when we're uh, talking. I think next week is Big Ten, yes? Should be. All right. I I have some comments to add to that, but for now, let's move on over to the next SEC team we got.
0: Well, next is Florida, which has one of the guys that could be in the conversation for best playmaking quarterback. Anthony
1: Richardson is massive
0: and freaky athletic.
1: Um <laughs> so not yeah, I was going to say so not only is he freaky athletic, like he breaks the scale for yeah, nfl.com's uh in next gen stats athletic score. Uh he maxed out 99. So not, naturally, he's the number 1 athletic quarterback in this class not the number one overall quarterback but the number one athletic quarterback
0: yeah it's it's really not close if you saw him run today it was really crazy because the quarterbacks ran in this group and then the group of wide receivers that was going to be working with them for the drills they ran the 40 right after the quarterbacks anthony richardson went first out of everybody in that group holy shit everyone looks slow after that
1: And and here's the thing, you're looking at his measurables and they're also off the charts for a quarterback. You're talking big Ben level stature, but with almost Kyler Murray maneuverability, that is absolutely like you're looking at at a Cam Newton-esque quarterback.
0: So the comparisons have mostly been Cam Newton's size with Lamar Jackson athleticism. That's nuts. It's unreal.
1: As long as you maintain... Lamar Jackson's durability. I'm all for it.
0: Or even the first five years of Cam Newton durability.
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 bring out, I bring out Lamar Jackson because the issue with Cam Newton's durability wasn't that he wasn't durable. It's that he had worn through all of that in the first five years. I mean, fair so enough. I'm like, look, I'm looking for a little self protection here is what I'm looking for. That's going to be the difference made for Anthony Richardson. Uh, I didn't know where I sat on him. I'm still not huge on his throwing ability, but this knowing how how you got to watch the combine, dude. Listen, (laughs) listen, this, this brings him up into the conversation for day one with how quarterbacks are valued.
0: He is absolutely in the conversation for a top 10 overall pick. Yeah. Like there's, there's no doubt in my mind. He will be selected at the top end of the first round. Just. The biggest questions about him coming out of out of the college season into the draft season has been his inexperience. He hasn't yeah. played as much as these other quarterbacks, even CJ Stroud, who has two years of starting. That's still almost an entire year more than Anthony Richardson has. Yep. So there are some real questions with his ability to, you know, keep improving. What's his actual ceiling look like? is it purely athleticism and is it just something Florida had to start him because he's the best athlete or is there some real quarterback skills, some playbook skills, some game plan skills that you would need as a quarterback, at the next level. Yep. Apparently the interviews for him at the combine have gone very well. And what we saw him throwing at the combine. I, I was pretty dang impressed. Uh you can see a lot of that on film i'm not trying to claim to be a film expert watcher <laughs> Um, at the same time what i watched of him at florida was impressive what, what we saw at the combine today was very impressive he at times looked better than cj stroud who was in his same group as, as a pure passer of the football then tack onto that his athleticism This is wild. Uh, But I do want to move on from Anthony Richardson, unless you had something else to add there.
1: No, I wanted to transition. I was right there with you. I wanted to transition (laughs) to uh, Justin Shorter. Okay. Um, I'm not – I know he's not a high projected draft pick. I know he's right there looking like average rankings got him right around uh, the middle of – end of the sixth to middle of the seventh, I think. It's, what, 256 picks total. Um I'm still not impressed right now and coming in athletically is the number 38 wide receiver. That's not helping me here, man. When I'm looking at those late, late round picks, I'm looking for guys that have, I would rather have somebody that has natural athleticism with raw talent that I need to refine in the late rounds than somebody who looks to maybe have neither.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. I don't think any of Florida's weapons were very good at all this year. Yeah. Which is another thing. It makes it difficult to evaluate Anthony Richardson. Yep. Uh, I will say Osiris Torrance is probably the best interior offensive lineman in the class. It's really crazy. He came with Billy Napier to Florida. This was his first year in the sec and he looked even better than he did at Louisiana. Look at that.
1: (laughs) That's what you like to see, man.
0: (laughs) uh pretty pretty awesome to watch how good he was uh I was rooting for him big time but he delivered and I can't wait to see his combine workout tomorrow I hope that he benches cuz I think he's going to be pretty unreal with it.
1: I will say I have been disappointed going through all these stats pulling out all the all the things that uh workouts these guys did put in their Putting the results out for us to to be able to look at quickly, and I gotta say I'm disappointing at how few people have done the bench. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty sad. Bench is fun. <laughs> give it give us more bench press. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-five for reps. Let's go it's all heavy. the time. I need I need every NFL player to do that at least once a year, just so I can see
1: bench press results. <laughs> I have bench press results for you later. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So the Georgia Bulldogs offense is pretty well represented at the combine. Uh, We've been talking about quarterbacks first. I guess we should talk about Stetson Bennett. I can't stand him as a prospect personally. I don't think he belongs
1: here. (laughs) How many quarterbacks are in the draft? Or at least how many quarterbacks are at the combine? Uh, the
0: numbers went up to like 15 that I saw there might have been another group.
1: Okay. Uh, give me one sec. I, I need to double check this because if it is 15, he is number 14 of 15 in athletic ability.
0: Um, that checks. I checks. he's he's the biggest problem for me with Setson Bennett was his inconsistency like i would watch some georgia games and he would look incredible and then there would be some georgia games where they just couldn't move the ball and i don't know why and i know it frustrated a lot of georgia fans every every single week but it felt like there was some real reliance on first of all that defense more than anything and second of all They really were set up to run the ball very well. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is one of my late day three running back crushes that I develop every single (laughs) year. I like Kenny McIntosh quite a bit. And Broderick Jones being a definite first-round talent at tackle, Darnell Washington being a probably first-round talent at tight end, you had some great guys to run behind. And Stetson Bennett – was able to lean on those guys a fair amount
1: no absolutely i i'm not impressed with stetson bennett i wasn't last year i still am not i was hoping for a better combine to help boost his draft stock um i made a joke in our notes where we're like do we want to talk about these guys and i put haha maybe for the xfl draft um and then he wasn't he selected in the usfl draft was he
0: (laughs) no he wasn't (laughs) Actually, which makes it funnier. That would have been one even, even picked um, up by the Spring Leagues.
1: I will say, but you did mention a name that I want to highlight here. It's another SEC tight end in, in Darnell Washington. And I made this joke and I'm gonna make it for everybody to hear because it's so true. Darnell Washington is everything Arthur Smith wanted Kyle Pitts to be. <laughs> Absolute obscene <laughs> stature at six seven, two sixty four. Uh this is the big man, but here's the thing. Here's here's what gets me is, you're looking at him and all of the analysis, all of the talk about him is is about his blocking ability, and then he goes out there in the combine and he makes a one handed OBJ catch on a fade route because why not? Right. Um, so you're telling me I have a tight end that can catch and is a solid blocker at Gronkowski height and weight? Like, yes. That is a tight end Arthur Smith wants on his team.
0: It's pretty scary. Gotta say, uh, staying in Georgia, number eight overall, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: telling you, (laughs) Atlanta fans would love it.
0: Oh, I'm sure they would. They'd be very happy with that. I'm sure they're going to be ecstatic with this podcast if they hear it too. Yeah. We're suggesting it.
1: 100%.
0: New favorite podcast of the Atlanta Falcons. That's that's what Uh just happened there.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Let let me make sure that doesn't happen. I don't know if that would excite me or not. Like, eh.
0: oh man. So because not every team has as many players at the combine as those other previous teams do, there are some abominations here. Uh, If you are an Arkansas fan or an Auburn fan, I'm sure you hate this slide right now, but I did it to save us some time and space. So Arkansas and Auburn are together for this. (laughs) Um, I guess let's talk about Auburn first, because really there's only one guy from Auburn at the combine who is on offense. And that is Tank Bigsby. I have Killian Zyra on here just because I like his story, but he is not at the combine. He is born in Germany and went to junior college and worked his way up, and I love that story. He will not be drafted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun, and he led the way for Tank Bigsby, who has probably worked his way into the day two conversation at running back. I, think, so. kind I of, think early kind of, day kind of two.
1: I, I want to see what he does tomorrow, but he has the ability to jump into early day two. Again, yeah. with all the conversation around Bijan John Robinson being a – mid to late day one pick there's a lot of good conversation about him right now right i there are a couple of
0: sec backs and tank bigsby is the first one where it's like i don't really know if he falls past the third round like tank
1: bigsby is really really fantastic yeah i he's got potential like i said i it's another one of those tough situations where I'm trying to evaluate him in a year where Auburn's offense really just wasn't good. True. Uh, plus all the off the field distractions that they've had uh, over the past, what, two years. Um, I'm, I, I need to see his results. Unfortunately, they running backs and offensive linemen go tomorrow. So I don't get to see what he's actually be able to do in this situation.
0: Yeah. Offensive linemen go tomorrow, which means we don't have combine results for Ricky Stromberg which is one of my favorite centers in this class, even though he's definitely not the best center in this class. I do this all the time, dude. There's there's players I just like watching. No, Where that's Hugh fine. Stromberg is one of
1: them. That's fine. Go ahead. Talk about <laughs> it, man. Send it.
0: Oh, he's just like quintessential Arkansas Razorback, man. He's like Love just that. a tough dude. Uh, he's a real center's center. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> he is the anchor of that line. I enjoy watching Ricky Stromberg play, but I he will not be a day one or day two pick, most likely. I there
1: there is a day three pick on this slide that I wanna I wanna talk about because projections coming into the combine probably had him going as a UDFA. But I said it earlier when I'm looking at late round, especially wide receivers, I'm looking for the athletic freak, somebody who is Way more athletic than their production shows. And that's going to be Matt Landers uh, coming out of the SEC. Number three athletically ranked wide receiver. Doesn't have great production. Granted, really, nobody outside of... Oh, God, I just blanked on a name. I pulled a tug. Um, KJ Jefferson really had any... Real production. I knew you were offense. trying to get to. Yeah, I know. Ooh, I know. I Thank you for lazy, letting me. It. Thank you for letting me. I got there. Um, <laughs> no, but Matt Landers, a three seven four unofficial forty, which yeah. we were talking. The forty tells you tracks, dude.
0: Definitely not true. You said three seven four.
1: Three four four three seven. There you go. Um, you are very dyslexic at the moment. That's either hard. way, what I'm really concerned about and we were talking Imagine about Imagine
0: his... dude ran a 3.7 second 40 yard
1: dash. <laughs> yeah. I'm drafting him. Like, <laughs> but no, the, the real one here that we care about, we were talking about this is the 10 yard split. How explosive are you coming off the right. line? Right. He is near the top of all the, all the sec guys. Cause that's what we can see easily right now is all the sec guys. He's near the top of the sec for that 10 yard split time. Uh. In his... And you
0: could see it too in some of the drills today. Like he was legitimately pretty agile and yeah. able to make some breaks pretty cleanly. It was cool to see. And he's like three time All SEC Honor Roll, so that's kind of cool too. I'd like uh, yeah, to see
1: it. no, def- definitely, dude. I'm I'm looking at going to go to his pro day if if I'm a one of the teams. But I'm definitely looking at him for a late round special teamer with hopes that I can mold him into the wide receiver I need him to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, some good good Razorbacks this this year. Woo pig, man. Woo pig. Another abomination slide. This is Kentucky and LSU. Not Uh, as much
1: hatred from the fans, though.
0: I don't know. I don't know if LSU would like to be associated with the Wildcats, but whatever, it is what it is. It happened, so... (laughs) All right, let's let's, let's uh, talk it's kind about of a it. cool. It's kind of cool. It's like a straight line of Kentucky players and then we got a you know horizontal line of LSU players <laughs> because uh yeah, the the quarterback for LSU came back. Jayden Daniels, which is pretty awesome for them, but for Kentucky, Will Levis is coming out. And that's good for him, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's great. <laughs> There has been legitimate talk of Will Levis potentially being the first quarterback taken in this draft. I that, would,
1: that would be dumb.
0: Don't like that. At the same time, I understand where that talk is coming from after looking into him a bit more, watching about the combine today, for example, those kinds of things. Not just the combine, there are a couple other things that i was looking at with him uh, a couple of the games at the end of the year where it's like wow the kentucky offense is so depleted this season there really wasn't a lot to work with a couple of the interceptions attributed to him yeah like he he makes some college quarterback mistakes occasionally but bouncing of his receivers
1: Oh no, he's legitimate. a college quarterback making college quarterback mistakes. Oh no,
0: right. right. Uh, his receivers just straight of dropping passes that are right in their hands. He, his mechanics look very good, and his arm strength looks NFL level. I'm waiting so, for the butt. I don't know if there is a butt right now, and it it, that scares me in itself, I haven't found the butt yet. (laughs) Have you checked behind you? Not yet. That might be my problem. Uh. Uh, But behind him was Chris Rodriguez Uh, two years ago. Most of last year, he was hurt, which sucked because Chris Rodriguez was the entirety of Kentucky's offense uh, two years ago. But I like Chris Rodriguez. Again, I fall in love with day three running backs all the fucking time, but <laughs> yeah, that's a that's another thing. Anyway, what are you, you're probably going to talk about Will Levis. Yeah, I just go ahead.
1: A couple things here. So one, when I said it would be a mistake to draft Will Levis as the first QB, that's not me saying Will Levis is a bad QB. He has the potential right. to succeed in the NFL. I'm just saying there's at least two, now maybe three, other quarterbacks I would rather draft in front of him. Stetson Bennett is not one of them. Uh, Yeah. Little hint. (laughs) And then I also need to say that I I thoroughly enjoy that as a quarterback, he did two of the combine individual workout drills, uh, the vertical jump and the broad jump. So we learned so much more about Will Levis as a quarterback now that we know how much he can jump.
0: Yeah, that's very helpful in case we needed to assemble a basketball team out of
1: our football team. Hold on. He is one of like four or five guys on this list that have under a 30-inch vertical.
0: His vertical is exactly two feet. So we know not to take him on our basketball (laughs) team.
1: That's what we learned. Correct. Correct.
0: (laughs) No, but his is throwing mechanics are solid. And the way he releases the ball is, it's good. I mean, I don't know what to say. It looked on par with the other guys we're kind of calling first-round picks at quarterback right now with Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. He was in a different group, so I had to extrapolate that. Again, just talking about the combine today, it looked on par. And the production is definitely not there, but you have to take into consideration what Kentucky had, and they didn't have receivers. Which is what LSU had here. Uh, Kayshawn Booty and Dre Jenkins are worth discussing. Uh, hey. I personally don't like either of them. I'm I'm with you. No, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm with <laughs> okay. you. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, even for Booty, it's less about his athletic ability or production, more about his attitude problems last year. Didn't really appreciate that personally. I would knock him a few spots just for that. Unless he explained it to me very well in the interviews. I don't get to do those interviews. But.
1: I also have some issues with his measurables too. He came in small, which we've seen work in the NFL. Um right. But again, when I'm looking. So again, he's measuring in as a, as a Z. Like 5'11", 195, he's a Z. His athletic ability is not at not a Z right now, and I have concerns right. with that. Um Frankly, knowing that I'm looking at this, I would have liked to see his three cone just to see how he cuts in and out. True. I know but that that gives me something to work off of. I'm I'm just overall not impressed right now.
0: I know Kayshawn Booti has a lot of fans and a lot of people are calling him well, One of the best day two picks receiver out there. First
1: off, who's not a fan of Booty? Come on, Uh, give it to me. Come on.
0: I'm trying to think of someone that I really can't come up with anyone to even say (laughs) as a joke answer. Everyone (laughs) loves Booty. (laughs) But not everybody likes Kayshawn, as we just proved. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? what were you I, th- say? I,
1: I didn't realize you had changed the slides. I was going to say I didn't want to say much about the linemen because I haven't seen their their combine results yet. So, All perfect. right. Well, turns out we were going on anyway. Uh, one more
0: abomination for you here. Uh, actually, there's another one after this, too. I'm sorry. It had to happen. Uh, Ole Miss, South Carolina. <laughs> so, South Carolina, most of their talent coming out this year – is I'll just be honest with it, uh very late rounds potential UDFAs. I think that's probably true for Jalen Brooks and Javon Quinn as well. Yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot out of them that would suggest they're going to be contributors immediately uh, that would warrant a you know a pick in the top six rounds or so. So maybe well. Maybe they find themselves at the back end. Maybe I could see, like, Jalen Brooks getting a camp invite, but I I don't know right now, honestly. Uh, On the Ole Miss side of things, a couple of interesting guys to talk about. So Nick Broker is pretty fantastic. One guy I wish had been invited to the Combine and wasn't is Mason Brooks one of the tackles for Ole Miss, uh, Western Kentucky transfer, got drafted by the USFL, did not get an invite to the NFL Combine. I saw them as pretty similar levels of prospect. Personally, maybe that's an extreme bias. I am wearing a Western Kentucky hat right now. (laughs) Uh, I thought they were both pretty good. So that being said, I do
1: think Nick Broker's pretty good i be honest. I need I need the combine results. I, I need something. <laughs> okay. um, I I am going to try and avoid, especially offensive linemen I'm not familiar with, I'm going to try to avoid putting inputs when I haven't seen what they can do and I haven't gone back and watched all of the film I would need to do to give a, a very real analysis. Fair enough.
0: I expect you to do some very real film analysis then, though, at some point in the season. Let's go. Bring it on. Where's that? Let's do it right now. <laughs> oh, <hold
1: on. laughs> out, out of these uh, but
0: but can you talk about some of these skill positions? I was gonna this? say out of
1: these out of the wide receivers here, you've already mentioned Jalen Brooks. I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan. Uh the one that has my biggest intrigue right now is Jonathan Mingo. Again, yeah, looking as probably a mid-round pick. Um, but another one of those athletic upside players. Uh four four six isn't great one five four is pretty good but he's got the vertical and stuff to go up and make big plays uh 39 and a half on the vertical and a 10 foot nine inch uh broad jump those are pretty good when you're looking for an outside wide receiver uh who can go out and make a play especially when you pair it with a six two two twenty 220 frame he's got some potential i i like the upside of that that he can bring to me there um Definitely some scheme fits. And then Zach Evans is going to be another one of your mid-round running backs. He's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't have the stats behind him right now, but looking at the class, he's going to be pretty solid uh, coming through. And you're looking late day to pick is kind of what I'm leaning towards with Zach Evans right now.
0: Yeah, like I said with Tank, there's kind of a couple SEC running backs Looking at that late day two kind of a range, Zach Evans is certainly in there. I personally wouldn't draft him that high right now, but not because of production or athleticism. I don't think talent has ever been a question with Zach Evans. It's always been about the, it seems like he has some growing up to do. And again, I don't get access to interviews with him. I would certainly like to ask about what happened with the whole recruiting process. Uh, waiting until the last possible second to end up at TCU uh, for some reason, and then transferring back home to Ole Miss eventually for like a year. I don't understand what happened here. I would like to know more. He is very good at playing
1: running back, which is ultimately we'll what I'm mostly concerned with. <laughs> I know. I said so, mostly, not entirely. I know. I'm too idealistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we what do we got here? What's next?
0: Uh, the last abomination of the offense is Tennessee and Texas A&M, which I'm sure these fans will love this. But also it fit perfectly because the only Texas A&M player at the Combine on offense is running back Devin A-Chain, who, again, is one of those day two running backs on the SEC. Uh, I honestly believe he's the best of these SEC running backs, though. I think he's pretty phenomenal other than outside of jameer gibbs uh, jameer gibbs is like a, his own class when it comes yeah. to so, sec
1: running backs <laughs> well hold on there are tiered classes of running backs in this draft class and it's yeah yeah be john robinson yep that's tier one just Bijan john robinson and then tier two right. is like just jameer gibbs right and then, and then you have three. tier
0: three which starts with Devin A. Shane or Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, who we're not talking about just yet, Uh, kind of in that range. Devin A. Shane is very good and pretty powerful. I liked watching him run uh, only 5'9", though, which that's the one position you can get away with being pretty short. (laughs) But he he plays
1: pretty strong, and I I like him at the line of scrimmage. I was hoping he was a little bit bigger. I was hoping he was going to be a little bit thicker, which, again, you put him in an NFL offseason workout schedule, he will be. Uh, he will play, he will probably play heavier than a 185. We'll see. We'll yeah. see.
0: But that Tennessee offense this year, of course, was the best offense Tennessee
1: has probably I'm ever had. So disappointed that Hendon Hooker is still recovering. I, yeah, that would have been great to see yep. him work yep. out.
0: Uh the biggest issue with Hayden Hooker is he's only done this for 1 year and he's injured. Same as Jalen Hyatt on the only been doing it for 1 year issue where you know Hayden Hooker was at Virginia Tech and didn't do anything. Then he comes to Tennessee and blows up. Is he actually that talent or is he what we saw at Virginia Tech? Is it simply Tennessee's scheme? We don't know
1: for sure. Has anybody talked about how small Jalen Hyatt's hands are yet? I know we do that with quarterbacks all the time, so we're just going to be fair. I haven't seen anyone talk about it, so go for it. All right, he's got nine-inch hands. I don't know if that's good or bad. I just, looking at the numbers I see here, it's the smallest on the scale outside of uh, Emmanuel Forbes. We'll get to him later. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's it's uh, for pretty wi- small for a receiver. Yeah, and and that's my thing. In everything about Jalen Hyatt seems small for a wide receiver. Um, his height puts yeah. him in. Uh, his height again puts him in that slot range. His weight, though, that's that's gonna be my big concern. I know we all had the same concerns with Devontae Smith, and he promptly put those away in year two. But Devontae Smith was also coming out with obscene numbers across the board four is, is quick don't get me wrong four four is fast i do believe devontae smith ran faster i need to verify um and devontae smith had done it for a couple of years right jalen hyatt did it one year once right. he's small uh right when your best trait is your
0: speed and you are definitely not the fastest uh that is a concern. And again, he only did it one year. So I question the the whole route tree ability, uh, which is something that I don't have to question as much with Cedric Tillman, who unfortunately was hurt for most of last year. So there are still concerns there.
1: You're not wrong.
0: Cedric Tillman's more of a... Probably a better pure receiver, but definitely slower. And Jalen Hyatt Hyatt filled in the role, just played it differently, right? Cedric Tillman was wide receiver one for them. He is the size for wide receiver one. He gets hurt. Jalen Hyatt comes in and has to play the position differently, a different style of receiver in that
1: role. All right, so so – one, th- sorry, I, I just saw something, and this is the epitome of kind of what you and I are talking about with Jalen Hyatt. NFL does its prospect potential ratings, and this is the first time I bring it up because it's the first time I fully agree with it. He's rated at a six point five, which on that scale gives him boomer bust potential. That's literally the the tier level for it <laughs> is yeah. you're either going to hit or you're not. Like it's a risk you're going to take, and I think that's the perfect description for what Jalen Hyatt is. I know
0: it really does feel like a lot of people are willing to take that chance. Yep. At the same time, I would be cautious personally. Correct. I'm, I'm with we'll, you.
1: We'll see. We'll see what happens with Jalen Hyatt. Out uh, of these two. Cedric Tillman is definitely the safer option. And that's probably the way I would lean. Yeah. Safer
0: option, but also there are better versions of the safe option. Correct. Higher in the draft. So Cedric Tillman's probably going to end up being a mid round pick but might be the safer, like what you're saying. Yep. Uh, before we do move on, I do want to say Darnell Wright, I know we haven't seen the combine yet. I'm just going to throw it out there. He is probably the fourth best tackle in this class and most likely the first tackle off the board in day two. There is potential for him to be a first-round tackle. I doubt it. There probably only be three the way things look at the moment. But we have a long time until the draft. So,
1: I've seen strange things in the first round, namely Cole Strange. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: (laughs) If you were with us back then, you would have seen some strange things on this live stream when that happened too. Anyway,
1: (laughs) we had to remind certain members of the previous night. Uh yeah, I said I said um I.
0: There were things that happened. <laughs> Join us again if
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I think
0: I think that wraps up the offense. Oh, good. If, if you're ready. I love defense. But I don't. So this is this is all you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so once again, all of Alabama's defense is up for the draft. Basically. Basically. <laughs> certainly feels like it. <sighs> man will anderson had two years of freakish production in the sec which i know we talked about the sec gets it just means more times
1: as much as we say that that.
0: (laughs) i know i know i did um as much as we talk about that, the SEC does produce the most NFL talent of any conference consistently every year for like the past decade. So the fact that Will Anderson put up like 16 sacks a season against SEC talent, it's pretty dang exciting. If we're going off of athleticism, Will Anderson jr. is not the most athletic edge rusher we have seen. I think
1: that's a, Fair statement. <laughs> I I love what Will Anderson brings to the table. I do think he's probably the number one overall talent in the draft. Hmm. I have concerns. I have discipline concerns. Um, And this is from watching Alabama games this year and last year. On the road, he would get rattled. He would get offside penalties, which, I mean, that's going to happen but it was the rate that they were happening. And then eventually that would turn into personal fouls just from the frustration. Um, yeah. Will Anderson is a fantastic athlete. He's going to be a great NFL edge rusher. I uh, You just, you have to talk about those concerns, even if that still means you draft him number one overall, which I still do. Like, it's not going to knock him that bad for me, but it's something that you need to talk about. In and, and frankly, if, I am a team interviewing him. That's what I'm talking about. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, One of the best pure middle linebacker prospects in this class probably would be Henry To'o To'o. I know there are a couple more in the SEC that are deserving of that conversation as well. But Henry To'o To'o is most likely your third round pure middle linebacker prospect. Has some coverage ability is a sure tackler Uh, a lot of controversy around that transfer out of Tennessee (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh Brian Branch
1: I was gonna say don't you wish you could change rules every time you wanted somebody to transfer to your school I definitely do that would be (laughs) nice uh Brian Branch
0: is probably my personal favorite defensive player in this entire draft class the issue with Brian Branch, he is a nickel. <laughs> uh, he is a slot corner slash nickel safety, and those guys just aren't that valuable <laughs> most of the time. Uh, he will go probably the middle of the first round purely because of positional value, but he is he is legitimately fantastic. Uh, I I think Brian Branch was probably the second best player on that
1: defense. Last year, I don't think that's all that controversial either. I just was getting the love in this process. He seems to be getting knocked early in the process. I don't quite know why. I think it is purely because of
0: positional value. Nobody really knows where to play him. Like the, the NFL combine had him with the corners, but Alabama themselves listed him as a safety primarily. So it's <laughs> what do you do? What do you do with a guy like that who is really truly in between those
1: you, positions? You draft him as a defensive back and you find where he fits in training camp. And look how that worked out for
0: Noah Iggbonogany.
1: So it's,
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hey, he was one of the
1: guys <laughs> that I keep talking about that should be a late round guy, okay? Freak athlete. Really, his football skills need work.
0: <laughs> one of the guys that's been rising. For me, most recently, in a big way, would be Byron Young, the Alabama version of Byron Young, because uh, there is another one. <laughs> we will talk about another one on this show. <laughs> but Alabama's Byron Young is a freaky athlete, and I didn't know that for some reason. Byron Young looks phenomenal, and I'd be willing to take a shot on that early day three, maybe late day two. Uh,
1: no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, he, Hey, here's one of the guys that actually did the bench, uh, 24 reps. He's got strength there. He's not the strongest guy on this day, but, but he's got strength. Um, well, he's
0: not a nose tackle rep in 38 or something crazy, but he's pretty dang good. <laughs>
1: the 24 is still more than I could do. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. And And he's got the length. He has the mm-hmm. length to separate from the blocker. And create space to then control the play, uh, which is absolutely nuts, especially uh, he's the number five rated defensive uh, defensive tackle in this class in terms of athleticism. And he's got that length on top. That's what you want to see. I'm with you. He's going to keep rising up boards, Uh, had a great combine and his pro days, I think, are only going to help him out.
0: Yeah, and. I One of those guys that just fell off the radar for me for some weird reason. I didn't really keep up with him until just recently, and very impressive. So, it's pretty cool. Moving on here, Auburn has a couple of defensive guys in this class, mostly across that defensive line, uh, although that linebacker has been looking pretty dang good himself.
1: Okay, 439 on the 40, 152 off the 10 yard split. He's jumping 33 and inches vertically, broad jumping 10 Oh, and here is our bench leader for the SEC at 29 reps at the linebacker position. He is moving 225 pounds in a fast way, and he hits hard with it. Look, this guy is not the most talented. Uh, Again, he he is a classic Auburn defender. What you just said with Noah Igbenogany. He is freaky athletic. He's got all of the tools in his kit to be something great. He just needs a team willing to refine those.
0: Sounds an awful lot like Colby Wooden in this class, too.
1: Yeah, also (laughs) from Auburn. Classic (laughs) Auburn, I'm telling you.
0: One of the craziest athletes on the defensive side of this class, and yet... Probably a mid-day three kind of guy because he just doesn't have those yep. skills in place yet. Uh, Derek Hall is the most refined of this Auburn defense. Most likely a day two guy. Yep. Doesn't ha- quite have that Auburn signature freak athleticism to the extent that some of these other guys do. Uh, but he is a solid edge rusher, and I do like Derek Hall. I liked watching him play. He was
1: one of the highlights of the Sovereign team from what I was watching of him. Another guy with some big length to separate from the blockers as well.
0: Yeah, and with that 4-2-5, you do rely on the defensive ends to get pressure most of the time. And Derek Hall was able to do that pretty dang consistently. It was pretty impressive. you love to see it, man. Moving on here, Florida. Has a couple of guys at every level at this combine. Uh, I don't know why Florida was so bad this year, considering all of the guys they're potentially sending to the NFL. Uh, at the same time,
1: I think they're mostly day two, if not day three. Mostly, um, these two safeties are some of the low, like, lowest end safeties I've seen come out of the combine.
0: Probably all day three guys here. That's yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> like, I look, like you said you don't know why Florida was so bad. Uh, it might have something to do with their two safeties running over 4 7 on the 40. It's less than ideal. Like, again, deep safeties, especially in a 3 uh, 4, you're looking for them to close those gaps that you left. Um, they're not doing it running that slow, and they're. In their 10 yard split times, their explosion is just not there either. Um yeah. I I am not a fan of Rashad Torrance the second or Trey Dean the third. Uh I'm just not. I, I need to see more out of them.
0: Yeah, my personal favorite prospect out of the Florida defense would probably be Ventrell Miller just because I enjoy big thumping linebackers. It's I like a big thumper. I was on the Nick Bolton train well before the vast majority of people are now on the Nick Bolton train because he almost won Super Bowl MVP. But like out coming out of Missouri, people weren't giving him respect, and I love Nick Bolton. Uh, once again, I'm a big fan of middle linebackers and running backs late day three for no good reason. <laughs> sometimes that is a good reason because
1: sometimes you find the gems there.
0: True. True enough.
1: Let's get out of Florida. Let's
0: go to oh, Georgia. Uh, not the entire defense this year, only Just half, half of it, <laughs> uh, and probably the best nose tackle in a very long time. So Jalen Carter,
1: I don't know that how much we really want to talk about. I the... wish, I wish he had ran the forty because I love. 313 pound men running four five forties for absolutely no reason. And I feel like he's that kind of runner.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Uh at the same time, he was not doing that because he was in custody. Uh Nolan Smith, on the other hand, anyway, moving on. Nolan Smith looked phenomenal.
1: <laughs> so so this is one thing I realized going through this, uh going through this process. <laughs> Uh, Georgia likes their tall, slender edge rushers, and I think a lot of that is because they get one-on-one matchups because the three guys in the middle of the line are focused on Jalen Carter.
0: That is definitely true. They love stacking up massive individuals on the interior of that line and then getting 240-pound edge rushers, (laughs) 230-something-pound edge rushers just blazing at you, and Nolan Smith fits that to a T. He didn't bench because he's still recovering from a torn pick, but I really I truly believe Nolan Smith to be a first round talent. And I would be I'd be disappointed in the NFL scouts if they didn't end up taking him first round. He is fantastic.
1: Yeah, he absolutely is. Uh the average ranking here, that's across uh is it ESPN CBS in the mock draft database?
0: Yeah, and then another, another uh, independent place, the Draft Tech, also included so his, in that average ranking.
1: His average ranking is a 42, and I frankly, that that's well below his potential. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. He is a first-round talent, uh, and frankly, he might be a mid-first-round talent, too. I don't think he's going to be a late guy. I think he might get up into the that 12 to 16 range is kind of where I'm looking at for him.
0: It would be really fantastic to see a team like Green Bay potentially take not a wide receiver, one of two options for Green Bay. There it's like either Nolan Smith or Lucas Van Ness right now to me. Yep, uh, that would make a ton of sense, both of them. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people like. Keeley Ringo, a lot of people have been fading Keely Ringo as well, in part due to not being able to cover Marvin Harrison Jr. all that well. i uh, got to say, name me a singular person in the world who can cover Marvin Harrison Jr. very well right now. That's probably three corners, and they're already all pro-level caliber. So, sorry, Keeley Ringo, you're getting some hate. <laughs> uh, it's not your fault. He has, has the athletic profile to be a very good corner. And I really do think that if he falls to one of those, the end of the first round ends up on a really good team like that. uh, He could be one of the best corners in this class. And I, I don't, I wouldn't be all that surprised Yep. at the same time. I understand he is a little bit raw. There are a lot of things to work on. Isn't that the case with the vast majority of rookies anyway? Let's be be honest. Let's be real here. (laughs) Yes. It's almost like it's an adjustment period. Crazy how that works. Almost like uh, they're called rookies for a reason, and everyone expects less of them for a reason.
1: (laughs) Uh, But
0: not uh, as many people to talk about for Georgia as there would have been if we did it this way last year.
1: I do like this way better, though.
0: (laughs) That would have been... An hour long show talking about Georgia defensive players.
1: So we let's... would have had a week of just Georgia.
0: <laughs> let's go ahead and jump to LSU, who had a lot of guys at the combine themselves. Pretty surprised at the number of defensive players at the combine. Actually, I really think of three of these guys when I think of that LSU defense and BJ Ojalari, Ali Gay, Is... and Jacqueline Roy uh and i understand roy's been dropping a little bit didn't have the best of testing of the combine bj ojolari and Ali gay are really good yes i could see bj ojolari being a first round pick i could see Ali gay being a top of day two kind of guy yep i i think the combine kind of backed it up as well
1: no, I'm I'm with you. They they both had great performances. Uh and BJ Ojulari might be getting a little help here from the name recognition. Uh one just cuz it's so unique and then two that's a name that I've been hearing it feels like for 3 years now. Um True. True. And who doesn't love a BJ? God damn it. <laughs> Booty, Booty does not. <laughs> Oh, God. What is with LSU names? <laughs> I know. I know. It's great.
0: <laughs> I will say, uh, Jay Ward's pretty solid as well. Not like one of my favorite safety prospects. Uh, potential UDFA. <laughs> A.K.A. A lot of faith there, I see. But, you know, Jay Ward's in there. <laughs> He is one of the guys on this team.
1: Good. Good. He is. He does exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy.
1: Very. Again, I don't know what it is with the SEC and slow safeties, but they have them. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of teams in the SEC seem to do that. Uh, Mississippi State gets their own slide, not because they have an immense number of defensive players at the combine, but because they're the only team ever. In the history of football. I don't care if that's not true. three 335. What in the world is that? Get out of here with this nonsense. Gross.
1: They hate linebackers. Well, hold on. It's not the worst defense we have in this. In this slide deck.
0: I understand there are some abominations later, but. 335 um, is gross.
1: Look the one dude on this slide that really stands out to me, and you're going to yell at me because there's probably somebody I'm missing here. uh, But Emmanuel forms had a fantastic comp Forbes had a fantastic combine. Oh, I,
0: I like Emmanuel Forbes a lot. I really didn't understand why the trend was against him in recent, like the last month or so of draft conversation. It used to be one of those probable first round corners. Everyone kind of mocked to the first round. In the past month and a half, two months, he's really fallen off that radar. As we get to other conferences, you'll probably see why because there are some athletic freaks of nature yes. in this cornerback class. Yes, and Emmanuel Forbes isn't exactly on that level, but man, is he good! He's, he's and pretty,
1: <sighs> he's pretty close.
0: If he ends up being a day two guy, you're getting a steal, which absolutely did happen with uh, another Mississippi State corner, went to the Cleveland Browns a couple of years ago. Uh, What was his name?
1: You're asking me for a name. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I I was assuming you were just trying to think, but then you actually didn't know. And I was like, look, man, I I can't help you
0: with this. (laughs) I truly forget what his name is. He went to Mississippi State. He is a really good corner. Good. Uh, Martin Emerson. Martin Emerson Jr. That is not a very good comparison. Like, that's not his pro comp at all. I'm just saying the situation
1: might end up being similar.
0: <laughs> so that's purely as far as that comparison can go.
1: So, here's the thing. You said Emmanuel Forbes is not on the that athletic freak level, but I, I disagree. Okay. Well, in- Okay. And again, I'm working off of minimal input here, but looking at it, even just the 40 time and the 10 yard split, you get a,
0: I mean, that is true. He ran a four, three, five, which is insane
1: with a one, four, eight split. And then he's jumping 11 feet for fun.
0: At the same time, there are a couple of corners who ran faster than that and that in itself is scary. So it's, <laughs> um, I'm just saying that he's he's not the fastest corner. He ran a 4.35, but he is not the fastest corner. And I, that's probably why he's been slipping in favor of some of those guys. I still think Emmanuel Forbes is fantastic. And the way he played, I mean, you could see he actually has some skills, some tools in you know his ability to play corner that aren't just reliant on speed. So it's it's pretty pretty wild to me that he's been falling as quickly
1: as he has for most I, people. I just, oh, my God, I need to stop looking at things. Next week is going to be fun. Some of the stats these Big Ten players are putting up are nuts.
0: Yeah. Uh Another guy I did want to talk about from Mississippi State, though, Cameron Young looks pretty dang good. I like him up the middle, and he's a big dude. <laughs> Big dude in the trenches.
1: Yeah, he he is the epitome of that. And again, <laughs> I finally have a forty time for a man over three hundred pounds. Look, Hell I don't yeah. care if he comes barreling at you; he coming fast. Like <laughs> maybe not as fast as NFL, but like I can't run a five one forty. Like,
0: <laughs> and he did it at six three three oh four. Yeah, I,
1: that is a big I like Cameron man. Young. <laughs>
0: Uh, now we get to the abominations where there just weren't enough Missouri guys to justify their being a, him being on his own slide. On, so Isaiah this, McGuire, you you're with
1: South Carolina. Do we like the four two five better than the three three five?
0: I absolutely like a four two five better than three three five.
1: Just want to make sure.
0: Yes, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. They're also together because they both run four two fives. That's that's a good point. Uh, I personally like zach pickens i know he's not everyone's cup of tea i i don't know i don't i don't have much explanation for you he's under 300 at defensive tackle not gonna be for everybody but i in a 4-3 in a 4 290s can work pretty well and i i think he is pretty good Uh, The best part of this slide is by far Cam Smith. By far. Cam Smith is potentially the best corner in this class. I understand he weighs less than you'd expect for me to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. He is one of the most physical corners in the class, and I don't know that it's particularly close. He gets after it at the point of attack.
1: I was going to say, I like that. I like scrappy guys like that.
0: And at the same time, really didn't get penalized all that much. So
1: it's, so he's scrappy and he does it well.
0: Right. It's, it's pretty phenomenal watching him play. And on the other side, Darius Rush is probably the better athlete, but the worst corner. A uh, little bit less ball instincts. And I know Uh, he's a little bit bigger too, but Cam Smith is just phenomenal.
1: It's funny you say that because – and I have to bring this up now that I see the numbers. Um, Cam Smith is the number six athletic corner. Number nine is Darius Rush. Um, Okay. So together they make 69. (laughs) That is very
0: nice. That is very nice. Nice. I I wish Bug were here. He would definitely
1: approve. I mean, he's in the chat with us. Uh, That works. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, for everyone who can't see it, Bug hates Mizzou, but we knew that. Who doesn't? Fuck Mizzou. Mizzou students. I can't imagine that they actually enjoy it there. I I thought you were going to go and say, I can't imagine that they actually have students there.
0: Oh I can imagine they have students. They're just held there against their will. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let's let's get to the true abomination. Oh, uh, uh,
0: we're not there yet. Uh, no, this we is are. a real, uh, real simple one. this no, is this, a three...
1: one's re... this <sighs> is the abomination though. This is the abomination. As, as far
0: as defensive scheme, yeah. yes, this is this is the abomination.
1: Who the hell runs a 3-2-6? Luckily. Starting in 2023,
0: Arkansas will no longer be running a 326. They will go to a 425, which is
1: much more understandable. And look who I... starts in a base dime package. Tell me you don't <laughs> trust your defensive backs without telling me you don't trust your defensive backs.
0: <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, <laughs> so, Tavius Robinson is okay.
1: Definitely a late-round guy. Look, I I can tell when you really don't like someone because you're trying to be nice, but all you can muster is he's okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Drew Sanders is one of the greatest middle linebacker prospects I've seen in the last couple of years.
1: He is the reason they were able to get away with the 3-2-6. I don't know how he didn't
0: correct that startling lineup for Alabama and why he had to transfer. But oh my gosh, this one season in Arkansas, he looks like one of the best middle linebackers the SEC has ever seen.
1: He is absolutely (laughs) a day one pick. I do not care about anything else out there. He is absolutely a day one pick.
0: I would certainly value him in the day in, in the first round. I know linebackers don't have that kind of value anymore. Like people don't, consider that to be first round material same way with running backs people don't like taking a running back in the first round when you have a guy like B. John robinson though you kind of take to. him
1: in the first round
0: when you have a guy like drew sanders absolutely take that guy in the first round drew sanders is fantastic at football
1: like anything after i'd probably say about pick 20 this starts to become a steal like the the value yeah. of of your pick there just keeps getting better and better um I. He's nuts, man. He's nuts. He's all over the field. He literally had to cover half the field as a middle linebacker because his team forgot what linebackers were.
0: And he still was like top five in the SEC in sacks as a middle linebacker. It's like this dude's all over the place. He's phenomenal.
1: Just, and he he can stop and run, and he can play coverage. He is the total right. package.
0: Right. He is what you look for in a middle linebacker. So I. Yes, moving <laughs> on. This oh, slide God. is terrible. I hate it. Also, it's there because you know Kentucky only has one guy, Vanderbilt only has one guy, and they all run three fours. Uh, so Tennessee, Texas A and M, all you are on the same slide. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll still talk about them individually. If you're listening on audio, you don't have to endure the pain. So <laughs>
1: look. <laughs> What's it? Uh, oh my God. No, please tell me this guy's name is not Anthony Wait for it. Orgy. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's his name. I'm drafting Orgy for fun.
0: <laughs> that's why most people draft orgies.
1: Uh. Uh, also, he <laughs> seems to be an athletic freak. Another is it yeah, he is he's, in the he's pretty good.
0: He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh Anthony Orgy is I I have said this already multiple times. I fall in love very easily with late day three linebackers and late day three running backs. And Anthony Orgy is one of my favorite linebackers on day three. He is so fun, and he is the reason Vanderbilt's defense was watchable this year. I truly believe in Anthony orgy as an NFL prospect. And I know that's unpopular, but I will stand by
1: it. I dude, I, I like what I'm seeing here. A four five, three means he can close the gap. My big concern here. I'm not a huge fan of his, of his three cone. That's fine. I don't care. Like It's not the <laughs> slowest. Oh no, don't but get it's... me wrong. I still like him like overall. He is a good player, and I would look to draft him, but seven seconds is going to be a little on the slow side for me for a three-cone for what I need out of a linebacker because I need you to be able to keep pace with the running back when they when they make the cut.
0: Yeah. And that is Vanderbilt's only prospect in this entire draft as well, so that's cool. Uh, I will say the, the – uh, I really do think the best safety prospect in this entire class, true safety prospect in this entire class is right here. Antonio Johnson. He plays the position exactly how you would want your safety to play the position. He's really good in coverage. He can get all around the field as much as he needs to. I know he's not exactly the fastest player, but or the, there's or the a reason. There's a reason that works out at safety where it doesn't always work at a corner. It's more about your angles. He takes great angles, and he is good at tackling. He's a secure tackler. I I like Antonio Johnson as the best safety in this class.
1: My concern with him, I agree with you. I I like him. My concern is going to be his upper body strength. Right? You get those 50-50 balls. I need you to be able to rip rip it out of their hands. Look, again, I need to put this in perspective because – all of these guys are much stronger and much more athletic than I ever will be or was right but when you're at the NFL combine maybe you had a bad day but putting up officially 9 reps on the 225 that's not that's the greatest, really not comment.
0: that bad for a safety uh,
1: historically like that's... i also got to say he is the one safety i've seen that has actually put up the bench today so i really have nothing to base it off of
0: Right, and I say if there were more safeties doing it, you wouldn't think now was that bad.
1: Hold on, I got this.
0: I while you're looking up whatever you're looking up. Okay, Trey uh, Dean put up 25. Trey Dean's a freak. I awesome. love Trey Dean for that reason. He's one of those guys that I just like, even though he's not really that good. Okay. He has Antonio one trait Johnson. about him that's fantastic. And okay,
1: Antonio Johnson's the only safety that did this that didn't put up over ten.
0: Yeah, and you don't do something if you know it's not one of your strengths. Well then why
1: did he do it? Why not? He's at the combine. Live it up. I'm just saying, like that is a very real concern, especially watching the, the benches uh, that something you'd be concerned all you want to be. Well, Get him in the NFL strength room, it'll fix that problem in no time.
0: He plays safety very well. <laughs>
1: I, again, the issue is I can also draft one of sixteen other safeties that have okay
0: who who have better reps of two twenty
1: five, but don't play the position as well. Like, why would you do that? That's so, that's
0: so dumb.
1: Like, <laughs> it's not the end all be all, but it's something that is um, eye opening for a scout. That's what I'm sure. saying.
0: For sure, you have to take it into consideration. I don't think it carry as near as much weight as you're trying to make it out to be (laughs) that's that was my point anyway uh carrington valentine exists kentucky has a defensive prospect in this class congratulations kentucky Jalen jones (laughs) is the better corner (laughs) no i i will say from what i have heard about carrington valentine he is actually a really fantastic dude and for that reason I wish him the best. I also don't want him playing corner on my team.
1: Sorry, <laughs> you said and for that reason and I immediately went to Shark Tank and thought I'm out. And I was like, wait a minute, he's a really fantastic <laughs> dude so you're not drafting him. Yes.
0: That yes, that is true. <laughs> I like my offensive guys. To be well mannered and my defensive guys <laughs> to suck as humans. <laughs> <laughs> describe that's basically
1: describe early two thousands football without describing early two thousands football.
0: That's basically what Deion Sanders said. Is what I just said. So I'm just. It's not ma- my opinion. That's quoting.
1: Also, Kyle I'm Otis with head coach. <laughs> I'm with I'm with bug here. Um, Kentucky football school confirmed. It's, it's there. They got a defensive prospects. Yes. We're done. Yes, that's all you needed to see. That's it.
0: Didn't they have uh where when did Jared Allen get picked? Ooh, number 7, I think. Uh was the highest defensive player out of Kentucky. Number 7 overall. Jared oh, damn. Allen. Or Josh Allen, sorry. Josh Allen. I know there's two Josh Allen. I know I know I know, I know. Yeah. Uh it's Darius Smith out of Kentucky too.
1: Uh Yep. I, I don't, he is. I don't. know. He is. I'm okay. telling you. Okay, he is. One, I wasn't
0: asking. <laughs> there have been a couple of good ones.
1: Oh, we we brought it up earlier, so we had to bring it up again. This is Tennessee's version of Byron Young.
0: Yeah, yeah, Byron Young. Uh, not as good as Alabama's Byron Young, but but still, his name's Byron Young. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I
1: Byron Young, Tennessee version is. <laughs> Bro, can you imagine how upsetting that's going to be for one of them if like Goodell calls the wrong number on draft day or the coach accidentally calls the wrong version of them?
0: I don't think that's how that works. I think they would call the agent
1: and they probably have different agents. What if they have the same agent? So I doubt it. Why do you doubt it? Most of these guys have the same, well, it's the same companies. Okay. Different individuals. I get you. Right. Goodness. I want to challenge you at every turn. Okay. Why? Because it's fun. Fuck you. Kickers. Aren't people. They're not, they don't have combine ratings.
0: That is correct. Kickers are not people. And that's the end of the show. (laughs) So so there are a, a lot of prospects out of the sec this year, as is every year, the case, uh, I really do think the top three overall talents in this class are coming out of the sec this year, uh, with Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. And really, I do think Bryce Young is up there. So it's the sec is as good as it has been. Well, it's just, it's just how, how it is, man. how the, how it goes.
1: I do want to say something. You don't have to pull the slide back up, but I do want to say something. The reason I said that about the special teamers is even though some of them were invited to the combine, the NFL didn't even bother to use their next gen stats model on them. Uh, Although they do all have potential ratings and they all say that they're going to be an average backup or special teamer,
0: which is,
1: you know what? It's the most accurate thing. The NFL has done in a long time. (laughs)
0: I do believe punters will potentially be be special
1: teams. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, actually, I legitimately, those guys got invited to the combine. I truly don't think any of those three guys get drafted. Like, there are better
1: punter and kicker options that we'll get to later. Unless you're – look, I hope people have learned from Tampa Bay. But if you're going to draft a kicker – Unless it's Sebastian Janikowski. Don't do it in the first or second round. You wait until the seventh round. And that's only if you need a punter or a kicker.
0: Fifth round or later. And that's yep. only if you absolutely need one. Yep. Yep. But so the, that's so all the Bears I got
1: should be looking at them
0: in the first round. Number one. overall. There you
1: go. Number one overall, uh, whoever it was.
0: <laughs> uh, let's pull up the slide and pick one. Uh Andrews Carlson. Well, there's all no... number one I was overall. gonna
1: I was gonna pick Jack, the dude from Georgia. At least he wins nah. games. Nah.
0: You don't need a winner, number one overall. What are you talking about? Get out of here with that. <laughs> but that is all I've have for the SEC prospects, at least at this time. We will have some more mock drafts in the future. I'm sure we will talk about a lot of these guys again. Uh until then we have other conferences to talk about. So stay tuned guys. And hopefully in the future, uh, we won't have all these crazy weird issues that happened this week. And we'll actually be on time and do this uh, regularly scheduled Thursday evening. So just thank you for bearing with us on this unusual weekend. Uh It's also the combine weekend. So it, it had out. to happen. It
1: had to happen. <laughs> uh Also, Doug, I've got the sign off here. So you mind grabbing the links? Nope. I will not. <laughs> All right, guys. I hate you, Doug. Um, ben, please don't off yourself, uh, especially if we're live at the draft. <laughs> oh, man. That is a turn. I did well, not it's, expect it, that. He's put it in the comments. I see that. When we, were, when we were talking about kicker number one overall, what if it's a kicker out of Memphis? Does that change anything? We'll probably not. Find out. <laughs> probably while we're not. waiting for his response, <laughs> uh, guys, if you're ever looking for us online, just think BDT football and you will probably find us. Uh, Patreon.com slash BDT football, Twitter.com slash BDT football, Facebook.com slash BDT football. I'm alone because Doug hates me. Uh, Instagram.com slash BDT football, mailbox at BDT football.com, which means we have a website, BDT football.com, YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches all spelled out on both of those guys and our discord will be in the link below please join us come have some fun and with that guys that is all the time we have on the show today thank you for watching or for listening and just remember you can't win a game if you can't win in the trenches